0: We are in a series of, in Proverbs, and we're closing the series out, and today's the last Sunday, and I've asked um, Leah and her family to come and share a soap with us. Let's welcome them as they come. So let me ask you a question before you get into it. Do you, as a family, do it, or
1: Good morning. We do. We do it as a family. Um, We started doing it as a family when my husband passed. Um, It was us, and she was still a baby, but it was my son as well. Uh, He's at a brunch right now, so he's not with us, but (laughs) it's just us. Um, As she got older, she didn't know how to write words, so when she would do a scripture, she would draw a picture. So she continues to, now she can write, so she writes out her scripture and she draws her picture. But we do. We do it as a family.
0: How old is she? Raya? She's seven. Seven years she's old.
1: She's seven. So she's been doing this from when she was, I mean, when she was baby, she would just listen, you know. And then as she grew up, she wanted to start doing it um, on her own. And she just enjoys it now. She's more of an artist person. So she draws the pictures of the scripture, what stands out to her.
0: Okay. So who's going to share first?
1: Um. Uh, I was... Voted mommy go first. So.
0: <laughs> okay, mommy goes first.
1: Um, I've been doing soap now for about, oh, I want to say nine years. So I have books and books and books upon it. And um, when you start to do it, um, as years go by, you know, you tend to redo the same scripture that you've done before. And what I found is that it's different. It's always different. It's where I was at at that time when I read that scripture, what it meant to me. Um, this scripture is, that I'm going to share is something that I wrote recently. And it's from Mark five thirty six. It's overhearing what they said Jesus told him. Don't be afraid. Just believe. I'm a single mom. I'm a widow. And God gives me strength every day to go through things that I go through. He tells me every day, don't be afraid. I'm right there with you. My observation is, Jesus is wanting me to know that no matter what goes through in my life, to not be afraid. He's right here. I will go through things in life, but he is right here. My application is, I can apply this to my life by staying close to God, by continuing to read my word, trusting him, and believing that no matter what, no matter what I go through in life, he is with me, telling me, don't be afraid. And my prayer is, dear Lord, thank you for your words. Thank you, Lord, for being with me. Thank you for never leaving me. I trust you, Lord. You are my foundation. You are my everything. I will not be afraid. I believe I believe you, no matter what. You know what's best for me. I love you, Lord, and I thank you, Father. In your precious name, in Jesus Christ, amen.
0: Amen. All right. Who's next? Is it Tehani? Oh, now
1: here's Tehani Hoku.
0: How old is Te- Tehani? How old are you? I'm 13. Okay.
1: Aloha, I'm Jihani.
0: So the scripture that I chose to share with you guys is Luke 1240. And it says you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. From this scripture, I observe that you have to try to be prepared for when he comes. Because when he
1: comes, you'll either get hurt or you'll have to pay. You have to face the consequences.
0: I can apply this to my life by being ready, not being afraid, and knowing exactly where I'm going. My prayer for the scripture is, Dear Lord, Thank you for your revelation. Prepare me, Father, for that day of your coming. I trust you, Lord, and I love you. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Awesome.
1: Um, Rahia was just, uh, she just shared with me that I don't want to do it. You're going to do it. <laughs> so I'm going to read her. Soul. <laughs> um, so Rahia's soap. Her scripture is from Genesis 9.13. God said, I am putting a rainbow in the clouds as proof of the agreement between me and the earth. Her observation is, God wants us to remember his promises to us. She says, I can apply this to my life by every time I see a rainbow, I am reminded of his mercy and goodness. And her prayer is, our Father, thank you, Lord, for loving me and blessing us with rainbows. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.
0: Amen.
1: And of course, she had to draw her rainbow, so that's her (laughs) rainbow.
0: Thank you so much. That's awesome. Let's give them a hand again. That's terrific. Wow, wasn't that great? They do better soaps than me. (laughs) Okay, today we're going to close the series with um, wisdom to live by. And Proverbs 22, uh, 7 to 10 says this. Pay attention, turn your ear to the saying of the wise. Apply your heart to what I teach, for it is pleasing when you keep them in your heart and have all them ready on your lips so that your trust may be in the Lord. I teach you today, even you. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your words, for the bread of heaven that comes to us. And we just open up our hearts to receive this day. And, Lord, we just ask that you would fill us with your word, your presence, and faith. In Jesus' name, amen. One of the things that um, about Proverbs, there's so much stuff in it, and I, I Pastor John asked me to share this morning. Um, so he said to take the last part of Proverbs. So what I got out of the last part of Proverbs is, number one is this. Listen to God and people. Listen to God and people. It says that without counsel, plans fail. But with many advisors, they succeed. Now think about this. These words were written by the richest, the wisest, and the most powerful man in the world at that time. He had all the wisdom in the world. But he says this, that with many advisors, they succeed. I think God has designed us where we don't have the answers. How many kids can say that? I don't have all the answers. Some of us, okay. <laughs> but in order to be successful in life, he's saying that people have to be part of the equation. You know, when I was in McKenna, and um, had this one lady who was a department head, and she was really strong-willed and all of that, and we were talking one day, and she was kind of mad at her supervisor, and she said this, I only listen to God. <laughs> and I was like, oh, boy. And I was going to tell her. But God speaks to people too, you know. <laughs> I didn't say that because she would have beat me up. But anyway. <laughs> but God speaks to people. And I want to encourage you that if you're not part of a grace group, get in, get involved in it. It's going to bless your life. People are going to speak into your life and encourage you, so I want to tell you that there are people that God uses in your life. I remember Auntie Jean Oyama when we first came to Maui thirty years ago or so, and she always used to tell Tidin and I a word of wisdom: don't be stupid. <laughs> I still remember that thirty from thirty years ago. <laughs> uh, But wisdom not only comes from others, but we know this, that wisdom comes from God. It says, every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. You know that we are created in the image of God. And God has given us the ability to know him and his ways. Not only that we are gifted with the mental capacity to think, create, but we're able to receive a heavenly wisdom from God. If you lack wisdom, ask God. And learn to listen to his small, still voice. When we have problems that we face, God can speak to you, and encourage you. When I was at the golf course, um, we had this irrigation system that was uh, 30 years old. Nobody has it in the state, outdated. And every time it was sort of like hydraulic um, pressurized with a one-inch pipe going around to the whole golf course, whenever there was a leak in it, all the sprinklers would come on in the area. In fact, sometimes the whole golf course. And it would drive me crazy because I would get called after work, Saturdays, Sunday, the sprinklers are on the golf course. And what was happening was because of a, what I call a primer pump would prime the uh, hydraulic hydraulic line. It was very thin, the line was an old line. And it would go up to like 140 pressure. Now, you might not know, probably Jeff knows all about what I'm talking about. He's smarter than me. He's an engineer, he runs an engineer. But it would go up, and it, the pressure would come by, fluctuate up and down, the pump would go, and it would cause breaks in the pipe. And I was thinking, this, this is really bad. So one day, and I believe it was God, he gave me a thought, and he said, and it was like, why don't if you can get the pressure at a constant pressure throughout the pipe, then the breaks might not happen as often. So I thought about it and I got an idea. So I what I did was I, I tapped into all the irrigation main lines that the county provides water through that was at a constant pressure of 90 pounds. So what I did, I had the irrigation go out. He tapped in all throughout the course into the main line. And lo and behold, it worked. It didn't start getting all the breaks. We used to get breaks here in small, but once in a while, but not as much like every week. And I was thinking, that came from God. I would have never thought. I'm not that smart. (laughs) No way. But if you have a thing that you're facing, Ask God. He'll give you the wisdom to figure it out. Amen. The second thing is to, in our life, I think, with all what Pastor John and Pastor Eddie was sharing about the world that we live in, it's so dark, but yet God wants us to speak peace and serve others in this dark world. It says, one who loves a pure heart and speaks with grace will have a king for a friend. I was just, you know, um, it's so easy to be negative, right? When you hear a story on the news or you gossip with your friends, we shouldn't be. But when you talk to your friends and then bring up somebody, and then it was a negative thing you heard, which might not be the whole truth. Everybody just chimes in and attacks. I'm guilty of that sometimes, especially when it comes to certain things that's happening in the world. But I think God has called us to be a mouthpiece of grace to people, even if they deserve a judgment. Because grace goes against the grain of criticism and condemnation. You know, even if you don't like the person, if anything, you can just say, Okay, we should pray for him. (laughs) We're going to pray for him. That's it. Grace is something that I think the world is starving for when there's a negative thing that comes across. So when people give you a hard time, speak a word of grace to their life. Even your spouse, to your spouse and your children. And I think my wife would say amen to that. We, uh, boy, I've been hard on my wife lately. I think I've been grumpy because I've been kind of. When I when I got injured on um, on my leg, she told me that I I've been so grouchy <laughs> around the house. <laughs> but we need to speak life and grace into people's heart, because people want to know that they're loved. And that they want to know that somebody cares for them. And you are the vessel that God is called to do that in life. The other thing is interesting that at the book, at the end of the book of Proverbs, he closes with the virtuous woman. And I was thinking, wow, that's kind of odd. We're talking all about wisdom and all of this going through the t- chapters. And you come to chapter 31, he starts with the king saying, and then he ends with the virtuous woman. And I was like, what in the world he's, he did that for? <laughs> well, well. anyway, Proverbs 31 says, Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her work to bring her praise at the city gate. So I was thinking about it. and I was thinking, why did God put this up? And what came to me was that God sums up wisdom, you know, in her life, in the virtuous woman's life. For number one, she had a fear of God in her. When you read the Bible or the scriptures, she won the feared God. She knew God. And the second thing was she had a heart to serve people. Everything that you read, she was serving people in life her children, her husband, doing things. You know, when uh, Joshua was commissioned to enter the promised land, what was the first thing that God told Joshua? He said, Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now arise and go over Jordan. You know, wow, I was thinking, what a thing to have for God to say about you. And I'm hoping that when my life passes that God would describe myself as that before him. Moses was a leader. But he didn't say, Moses, my leader, has died. He said, Moses, my servant, has died. He's my servant. And one thing I like... um, about our staff that we're with, I think that that is one quality I can say that stands out is that uh, our staff have a servant's heart, and to God be the glory. And one guy, um, Jerry, I don't know where he is. is he's here. Yeah, he's around in the back. Anyway, he's he's not paid, but he comes to the, he's part of our staff. He comes to every staff meeting and he gives of himself. Totally, I mean, he does things, and I'm scratching my head like, wow, this guy is amazing. Even I wouldn't do that to help. (laughs) But he goes out of his way, and he's blessed. He has a servant's heart. And I think, wow, and he's not even paid by the church. It's amazing. And by the way, he's getting married um, in two weeks. Right, Jerry? Jerry? I think our church is blessed because we do have so many people. I mean, all of you I know have servants' hearts. And I've come to experience many of you guys here through that means of serving and caring. And there's so many people. Um anyway, <laughs> okay, I won't get into I might get carried away. <laughs> I know when I got hurt, guy. Um, he brought a brace for me when I was limping around in church. He seen that and he brought a brace for me. So anyway, thank you, guy. Anyway, the, the last thing, uh, I'm going to um, talk about walking in humility with perseverance. I think wisdom tells us in life that we need to be humble in life. And we all get some pride in us, in ego. It says a man's pride should bring him low, but honor should uphold the humble in spirit. Now, Wisdom tells us humility brings us honor. Now, who was the most humble person the Bible describes? Who was it? Besides Jesus, okay? (laughs) That was a good answer. (laughs) That was the right answer. Besides Jesus. Moses. The Bible says that Moses was the meekest man on earth. A meekest according to the definition, was humble. And Moses was a servant and he was a humble and he was a leader. Humility, I think God is challenging us to be humble in our life and he can use us in a great degree. Someone once said that if God uses a person to do a miracle, he can't use the person for a while because the person's head would be too big to fit through the door. (laughs) <laughs> Sometimes when God uses it, well, you know, but but it just shows we can excel in life and have a humble spirit. I don't like to be humbled. I mean, I just like to be humbled. <laughs> but it's something that God wants to work in us. Pastor um, used to always bug me. You got to play tennis with us. You have to play tennis with us. And I haven't played for 30 years since I was in college just for fun. And so I started to get involved in tennis with the with the guys there and the ladies there. And then um, I, I'm not that good. I'm just trying to learn. But so happened that Byron and I, where's Byron? Anyway, Byron and I, uh, two times we partnered, we won. So I can say we're undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> but with other people, I mean, I would lose because I'm not a good, right? <laughs> and so one day was Pastor. And is really good in tennis. He can place his ball all over wherever. We're playing. I mean, we're going to play. And then so happened Patty and one of her friends was there playing together. And, and then they wanted to play. With, we played with them. I said, okay, we'll, we'll play. And then <laughs> guess what happened? They skunked us. <laughs> there was Patty. Boom, 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 boom. Is that all you got? Boom, boom. <laughs> She's so good. <laughs> and then it, it kind of hurt my ego after that. <laughs> and then I said, okay, one month from now, I'm going to rematch. And then right after that, I got hurt. <laughs> On, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I think he was working on my ego, on my pride. <laughs> uh, God knows how to humble us. <laughs> well, finally, um, this thing, we have the worship team come. And the final words of wisdom is this. For the righteous fall seven times and rises again. But the wicked stumble in times of calamity. You know, you know what the scripture is saying? That we are not exempt from difficulties in life. Because we have our shortcomings, we do things wrong, and sometimes life itself comes hard on us. That goes beyond ourselves. And seemingly we get discouraged and fall. But the scripture is saying this. I know that we are righteous in God, that's what the Bible says. But the scripture is saying this: don't ever give up in life. Don't ever give up in life. No matter what comes, pick up yourself. Because after this earthly life is done, we're going to be in heaven with Jesus rejoicing. But in this life, don't ever give up. And I remember one day I was real discouraged because every morning I would walk. Um, This was a while back. And I, I still had heart issues, problems I was dealing with. I just was so discouraged about it because it looked like I wasn't getting better. And then that morning, from um, the circle at Pomai Kai, I was walking up, discouraged. And all of a sudden, I seen something coming down. It was kind of dark, kind of like five something in the morning. I seen a light coming down. And lo and behold, of, of all days, I see this guy in a wheelchair coming down. And then I went back up. And started coming down and there he was coming back up. And he was pulling himself on the wheelchair. And I think God was telling me, don't give up. Just keep going. And so I know Michael is not here, but I just want to say that Michael has been an inspiration to me to see him. One day when I was um on Oahu, this was a while back (laughs) and then I went to my friend's uh, service and in the service um, there was worshiping the Lord and there was a time of waiting on God and then the the spirit of prophecy began to come out through him and he began to prophesy over people and then he prophesied over me and I was going through such I was going through a difficult time and I, I felt like I was coming out of it and then he prophesied over me. And you know what? I kind of didn't like the prophecy. <laughs> because he was, saying, he was saying, God is saying that there will be difficulties that will come into your life in the days ahead. And I was like, I'm just going through something already. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I was like I told him after that after the service was over but in the prophecy he said this but God is going to be with you God is going to be with you through all of that let's stand and just remember this if anything don't give up in life because God is with you Lord thank you for today and your love that is so great that goes beyond our faults and weaknesses and Lord that you've got a plan and purpose for our life on this earth to be a vessel of grace to speak life into people and this day Lord we give you our hearts you are good you're a good God and you have a plan and purpose that never gives up on us in whatever we face and this day we declare your goodness over our life